Because I'm the pretty one. Yeah, there you go. I get but it. But you're the smart, I'm the smart one. Smart one. There you go. Welcome to the edge of nowhere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special interview edition of the Monster Lore Tour Paranormal Deep Dives from the Edge of Nowhere podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Carr, here along, as always, with my co-host and the Velma to my Daphne, Mr. Matt Ozero, a.k.a. The Moz. How are we doing today, Moz? No complaints. I'd say that's fitting. That's, you know, everyone does the Scooby to share. That's, that's. This is more, you know. We are interviewing ghost hunting sisters today. So the yeah. first two, you know, paired up ghost hunting women I thought of, obviously, was in Scooby-Doo. So here we are. But if I was Buffy, how could you be deaf? It is confusing, but it's okay. It works. No, you said I was uh, uh, Angel, yeah. I think. Did I? Didn't did you? We? You said I was somebody I from Buffy. Know. I can't. You did yeah. call me Buffy once, and then you called yeah. me somebody else. I yeah. can't keep track of all your references, Moz. It's I do. Hard, I do have a Buffy question today, so that's okay. Apro- it is also apropos. Okay so, then. Yeah. Not a scoop. I don't have a Scooby one, but it's all right. We'll get. The, there'll be more Scooby references in the of future, course. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, but before we get into the meat of it, as always, we're going to do old business. We actually kept track of our notes this time. So we were talking last time about the coldness of space and that it was at 2.7 degrees Kelvin, I believe it was, in the vacuum. And that that was negative 440 Fahrenheit. Absolute zero is negative 460 Fahrenheit. Oh, and that would be negative 273.15, to be precise, Celsius. So you had asked how close that was to absolute zero. Pretty darn close. It's pretty darn close. It's 20 degrees Fahrenheit from absolute zero. So it's basically absolute zero so all those all those semiconductors would work just fine up there i think which is what we were talking about so there's that question answered yeah pack a sweater i'd say so today we have our interview with the wicked wiccan sisters some ghost hunting uh old school wiccan style paranormalists a very interesting style they have of in their ghost hunting and they also have some uh cool tangential paranormal business ideas going on that we'll be talking about in the interview this this was a fun one Moz but Moz kind of missed it because this was the first zoom interview we did when we weren't in the same room together and Moz is a self-proclaimed technophobic recluse so he had a little bit of problems getting on Zoom that, on his own. <laughs> did I say that I thought you said that I oh think- I'm sorry he is a Jeremy proclaimed yeah yeah. technophobic recluse it's true but yeah, yeah. it's true enough yeah it's true enough. It, it, it may be overstating a little bit yeah but uh so this is pretty much me interviewing the wicked wiccan sisters we did have some 
texting coming in from Mars along the way. He could hear us, but he wasn't otherwise involved. Well, I think but, it all worked out because all I was going to ask is if Willow used Wiccan magic and Buffy to flay a guy alive, torture her friends, raise Sunnydale to the ground, what is stopping them from unleashing such powers on their own town? So see, it's good that I didn't. I'm have any. suddenly really glad yeah, you missed it. Exactly. <laughs> I was I was relegated to this chat box with my cap lock stuck on. So yeah, yeah that's it was yeah. good. I heard them once in a while giggle that you weren't paying attention what I was typing, and they were. But you know, it was fun. Oh, okay, so. I didn't even catch that. But I, I usually ignore you anyway, yes. whether it be typed or yes. verbal. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, someone's breaking in. Someone called nine one one, and they're giggling, and you're ignoring. It was great. Yeah, no, no, right. it was fine. It was fun. But uh, that did give you an opportunity to take some notes along the way. So I'm going to yeah. have you get us back into this properly. After the interview, I do have some. Yeah. Oh, so after the interview, you have all the wrap up. And yeah. Ready. Okay. Ready to wrap. Well, in that case, let's just dive right into it here. Here is our interview with the Wicked Wiccan Sisters. Nicole and Stacy in some realms known as the Wicked Wiccan Sisters, correct? Yep. Uh, they have come on to share some of their Wiccan wisdom with us and particularly some of their creepy ghost hunting type stories. Uh, you did mention a little bit about your, your style of ghost hunting. I'm looking forward to getting into that as well. But uh, I would like to talk about, you know, what you do in the physical world first. You guys have um, an online store at the moment, but you want to turn it into more of a, a real life thing. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, we're, um, we're planning on getting the online store. It's not up yet, but the oh, online okay. and the brick and mortar, we're looking forward to that all being ready by the new year. Is it going to be under the name Wicked Wicked Sisters? Sisters? Yeah. Yep. And on Facebook, you can type that in and it will say that you have to have questions asked to be able to join the group. Because it is private, it's an online coven, and we've got plenty of followers because we, we, they, and all of our coven do respect each other in all the spirituality, but not everybody accepts that, you know? So, it's a safe yeah, place. So, yeah, so you weed out the undesirable elements of social media that yes. we're all too familiar with. Yes. That's good. That sounds like a, a wonderful project to have underway spreading that kind of love right there. And we do have a business page that we had started, but that's where a lot of uh, the negativity kind of strewed. So that's why we were like, okay, we'll leave the page there, but we're going to do an online private cover. One of our rules is no bullshittery. So. I like that rule. That's good. But yeah, that's, that's brilliant. I think those private groups can be a much more effective thing than just trying to build up the huge numbers with the public crowd for a lot of stuff. So yeah. I, I appreciate what you're doing there. And uh, mm -hmm. so where are you going to build this uh, physical? You said this the physical shop you're going to build is going to be museum slash store. Where's that going to be? Akron, Indiana. We're from Akron, Indiana. Okay. If anybody knows where that is. It's got kind of a one one uh, stop little town one stoplight well that's good you're building up an online presence beforehand because then you can give all those people traveling through the area road tripping through the area a place to stop and check out your curiosities and whatnot mm -hmm. and you said you're going to have a whole bunch of 
curiosity is set up like a museum, but if people want to buy them, they can. So it's kind of a museum slash store, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we ha- also have our everyday items that that we we consistently sell with people, like our herbs. Um, we do spell work. We do specific spell work. Um, we have like a we have like a, a sage spray. We have smudge sticks. Uh, we make our own oils. So it's kind of, it's like, um, we do Ouija boards, pendulum boards. We can customize anything. Ouija boards, huh? Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. What kind of oils do you guys make? I'm a, I'm a big essential oils guy. Do you have anything specific that you feel is a specialty of yours? Uh, the trauma oil. Yeah, that one, <clears throat> it works for anything, literally anything. I put it on my son's poison ivy and it was cleared up with with just a few days, you know, instead of all the medicine he would have had to take. Is it just for skin stuff or just kind of general? Um, just in general. Like um, so you can use our oils like any other essential oil, you know. You can put it in a warmer, uh, you can put it in your bath. Um, I I have some people use it as a massage oil, you know. Um uh one couple that we know. Um, he's got a sore back, and so they purchased our trauma oil, and she's she's kind of a massage therapist, I guess you would say. So she, they they use that. Look into that once you get that site up. Definitely keep me posted on that. We've got like a domain and stuff, but we're kind of scared of it. And and I'm the older sister, so I'm not techie at all. So we just decided by the new year we're going to indulge into it, but. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a lot. It's kind of scary to do all this new stuff, you know? We also, with our products, we try to stay reasonably priced, you know? Like all of our sage, our sage sticks, most of our, um, we have like baby witch starter kits, which will include your mugwort, your rosemary, your lavender, and your calendula. And the calendula is our main one that we use for healing. But we try to keep all those products at $5. Because that's what the regular American can afford right now. So yeah, I mean, you can come up with five bucks if you want. That's a great. Yeah. That's a great price point. Yeah. Um, well, and then we always think that as a mom, we're like, well, because we always feel bad buying stuff for ourselves, or you know, even candles for the house, because that Yankee, uh, the the Yankee candle sprite. You know, I love Yankee, but it's like what fifteen bucks a bottle, and so as me being a mom. I just love that we started creating like our, our own little sprays and we can price it in that area where we're not going to feel bad to buy it. Sage spray. You said specifically it was for people who want to smudge without the smoke. Basically. Yes. Yep. I, I had never even considered the concept actually, but that that's pretty, pretty smart. There are a lot of paranormal places we've been to that they don't allow you to smudge. So that's another option if that's one of your tools mm-hmm. that you use in ghost hunting. Yeah, we spray ourselves. We spray ourselves down before and sometimes during if it's a really we feel like it's a bad vibe, and after mm-hmm. you, you know because we just do. Even if you uh, like yeah. at the Bell Mansion, it's like a beautiful Romanesque style building. So they don't want the smoke, you know. So sure. we go ahead and we, we use the smudge spray or sage spray, whatever anybody mm-hmm. wants to call it. 
because there's a weird thing with that too. <laughs> so it's 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 site friendly as well. It doesn't mess the place yeah. up like the smoke. Mm-hmm. Might. Smart. Mm-hmm. I, I love interviews. I always learn something. I've already learned something from this one. We're just getting going, so this is going to be good. Uh, well, we did this. I'm going to put mom out there, but we did this because of mom, because huh. my mom has like really bad lungs. And even when we would do incense as kids, she'd be like, uh, 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 I can't stand it. So I was like, I, I don't care. I'm smudging your new house now, mom. That's <laughs> yeah. start of the smoke. Yeah. And there's not yeah. so much to complain about. Uh, so, so that's great. That's great. I love what you're doing there. But let's get into what we're really here for in the Monster Lore Tour. And that's the more paranormal type things. I, I would like to get into to your your uh mode of operations so to speak when you do these things you said you had a, a much less electronic style less technological style than most ghost hunters and whatnot when you do go out to these places you go to mm-hmm. uh, so why, why don't you explain to us your process in that because everyone all hears about the spirit boxes and all those things you know the flashlight tricks and mm-hmm. things like that um but we, we just had a real quick conversation when we lined up the interview and you mentioned some things that sound very interesting. So what, why don't you tell us about that? Uh, well, we use pendulum boards a lot of times for a divination because it's kind of a simple tool that uh, as long as you're pulling that energy, um, it will answer you yes or no. Um, and my sister and I, we, yes, we are real sisters. We are empaths. Um, we have psychic abilities, um, not all the time, you know, but um, we will sit there and, and just, sit, just sit there, you know, for as long as we need to. And we pull that energy and, and they just kind of come to us. It's, it's kind of cool. And I feel like the, there's more with more witches, if you, if you get what I mean. So, like, we might go with a couple of our girlfriends that do do the tucky stuff, and then we take our mom with us. Well, the three of us sitting there pulling that energy, we really get some strong stuff. It validates it when you can hear it on a spirit box, but you know it inside somehow. (laughs) You know it's there. And, like, when I'm doing my pulling the energy, I keep my eyes closed the whole time. So, it is kind of like the Estes method. We have my niece one time at Indiana State Sanatorium. So my boyfriend had an actual EVP box or the one that talks that says names and stuff. And I'm setting there pulling energy. She's setting there pulling energy. My niece has um, dowsing rods and it was answering. Both devices were answering. And crazy thing about Indiana State Sanatorium is this ghost remembered us from being there the year prior very interesting yeah uh actually with kalani the first time we went so he had all the techie stuff you know and Mm -hmm. we i mean it was very validating that entire experience experience so it's like you guys are kind of the magnet that draws it in with your style and then the ones with the, the the tech record the fact that yeah. it's there it, yeah. it's a great combination of skill actually yeah. and now can you explain for our listeners how a pendulum board works 
Um, well, I happen to have found one here. Okay. Um, and, and my sister is amazing with her um, her skills at making these. I wasn't able to find one of our Ouija boards, um, but I did find a pendulum board. So we're and just we audio. I'm going to do a little description. So it's circular. It's like a little yes, twist. It's, and it's, it's got the alphabet around the edge. Is that what I'm saying? Yes. Um, if you want to be more specific. And yes, is up and down, you know, like you would shake your head. Okay. Um, and like you would shake your head. Um, gotcha, we have gotcha. I've had some spell things out, but you know, it's kind of hard for them to pull all that energy to like spell a whole name. Short messages at a time, I would think, you know. Yeah. The physical manifestation of the energy, you know. And I'm sorry, I didn't know that it wasn't. On video because I'm all showing you. Spread. Yeah, we're we're recording on Zoom, but we only release the audio. I'll I'll have the video maybe down the road at some point. We'll stick the actual video interviews into the members area or something. But we don't really have any plans for the video as of yet. Yeah, is it Vanna White? <laughs> 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 Write out the little hangman thing and start guessing yeah, it, letters. It's just like your regular everyday crystal. Um, and, and to us, it is like when we sell our pendulum boards, we, it comes with a pendulum, of course, but we don't put the one that might match the color with it. We let that, that stone talk to the, cause most of the places we go, they are our weirdos. This is where we're meant to be, you know, cause, uh, last place we went was mid Michigan Paracon. Um, so these people are coming up saying this pendulum board talks to me. And the the stone, of course, would speak to them as well. So we let them hit, like get drawn themselves to what they need for their own divination purposes. We've had some conversations on the power of crystals recently on the podcast, actually. Yeah. As, as of the recording of this, we always record the interviews way before they air, uh -huh. and, uh, just because of our scheduling. But yeah, that's I, I can really appreciate that the power of the crystal to draw in the energy and send out the vibrations and whatnot to yeah. uh, kind of let the ghosts know there's someone there looking for them, I guess would be a way to put it. Yeah, it just really means a lot to uh, another witch or another ghost hunter that they know that energy and, and that it calls to them. It's it's kind of amazing. We've found that a lot of the things we do is just, it's just so amazing and validating, you know? You have a couple different ghost hunting experiences you were looking to talk about. Which one would you like to start with today? Well, we'll at least show you Waverly if you want to see her. Oh, this is a doll. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> an old doll. <laughs> it's an old doll with the white dress and the big floppy hat. Very standard old school doll. We're going to show you her feet. Because okay. they're barefoot right now. And then Stacy can tell you the story about Waverly. Um, okay. So we were at Waverly Hills and we drew energy. Drew energy. We're doing a vendor because we do a lot of conventions and cons and things like that. And that's one of the questions he asked, how do you do the professional and the paranormal? And that's because we do it all at the same time. We do our business at haunted location so we can kill two birds with one stone and we were told there were a lot of little kids in this area that we were vending in and 
there's a lot of toys left for them. So we left this doll and told the, and she's creepy already and kind of has some energy already. And we told yeah. any little kids, if you want to play with her, you can, you know, you're welcome to do whatever you want with the doll. And we left her. Yeah. And the next day she kind of had a new energy about her. She had been moved and she was missing a shoe and a sock <laughs> and a sock. So every time, so we're packing up, you know, getting ready to leave, and we find her sock and shoe in our stuff. But it was on before, we, you know, we leave leave the place, leave the kid there. <laughs> My niece is here, but leave the baby there um, for it to be played with. We're like, where's this shoe in the sock? You know, thinking, what the hell, I guess. Um, and we find it. We just randomly find it. And it happens every time we go to a vendor yes every time she will lose a shoe and a sock and we will find you're coming home yes the listeners that aren't aware can you tell us why waverly hills is a place you would be ghost hunting um close to 90 was it it's either like was it 60 or either way thousands of people died there you know it's an old tuberculosis hospital and they did a lot. That's where most of their, like, I don't want to say experimentation, but that's what they had to do pretty much was experiment to see what would work and what didn't. That's a, where a lot of their information came from was from Waverly Hills. They had top notch of the time, the ability to do so. And yeah. there's an operating room in there where they said, you literally are not going to make it. You have a 10% chance of living, but you might live. Or you might not suffocate. You might be under anesthesia and you're not going to suffocate to death because initially that's what TV was doing. You know, throughout throughout the whole United States, TV was just wiping people out and they were at the end. There's an energy in that room though. It's yeah. like when you walk in there, that's it. It's so final. You, you can feel yeah. how they felt. Like this is my last yeah. ride. And it was thousands of people because I was like the plate, the center of the research to try to find the cure. So they sent everyone dying of tuberculosis there that they could basically. And yes. Yeah, I've, yes. I've heard those stories. I think, and, and that I actually don't remember specifically. Is that is that in Indiana? Is that that? That's in Louisville, in Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. And, there you go. And the thing that verifies the thousands of people who pass away there is the body shoot. Right. Right. The, you know, infamous body shoot because um, they were wheeling them out a I lot. Mean, up, what did they say? Thirty a day. Sometimes thirty people a day died, and they had to wheel them down this long hall. So you got It's like at a what they say night. Like, I don't know. Sixty-five degree angle, so it's really steep, you know. And they would take the gurney and put it on the the little in or the incline, and they had steps next to the incline. And so they would attach the person like to this, I don't know, like a pulley system up above, and they would just be wheeling, walking next to the people, wheeling them down the body chute all day, and every day. A coroner, funeral home, or family sometimes would pick up their deceased loved ones. At the end. They went in and they never saw them again until they came out the body chute. Yeah. Go any closer than that, or they'd be in danger of infection. Correct. Crazy. Well, I can see why that is a prime spot for getting into the paranormal. 
Okay, so let's <laughs> get back to your story. So the doll gets left overnight and seems something affected it while it was there. Now the doll, everywhere you go, seems to have this energy to it. And things are going mm-hmm. missing and then reappearing. Yeah, I personally think it's because she doesn't want to leave us. And we've had other, you know, mediums tell us that she does not want to leave you guys. So I think she leaves behind a shoe and a sock. And we don't find it until we're on our way back because you can't be sold without your shoe and sock, right? It's interesting. I love it. And her sock at a gas station on our way home the last time. At a gas station. That we, we did not go to before. We were back in Indiana as well. And not in your car at the gas nope, station. The like gas in station. the gas station. We actually pulled over because she said, I swear I just saw her Maybe shoe and sock. And I said, no, you got to be crazy. But we pulled over and it, sure enough, yeah, in a whole other section of the gas station that we weren't even in. That's uh, yeah. I, I have some weird wormhole type stories like that myself. But that's... A whole different level that it keeps happening with the same doll and that yeah. it's like that okay when you show up it's gone after you leave you can get it back that's it's that's like, crazy he's like you're a mom you know that i can't go without shoes and socks you know and um so I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard about bump in the night society they started out just like all of us you know and they i'm so proud of them they're doing awesome but we were at the bell mansion in fort wayne and april hicks who is their witch, their kind of a medium person on their team, uh, the one with the dark hair. She comes, she's drawn to our table. She comes to our table eight different times, like we're friends with her now. And she wanted Waverly. And she was like, how much? And we were like, I don't know. And we were like, why don't you walk around with her? So she's literally carrying this baby around the Bell Mansion (laughs) on her hip like it's a real baby. And she loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. She took it around the building with her, had also drawn some other people that are sensitive, like all of us, to the baby. And what, to April, including Amy, came back to us saying, you need to keep her. She wants to stay with you. We don't have that very negative feeling with it, but it's a feeling of she's not going to go with us. She's not going to be happy with us. And I just thought that was so creepy because she went from, please, can I have her to here? You can have her back. And she's not scared. They're the bump in the night. You know? But it's never been a malignant thing. You've never had bad feelings from it. It's just her. No, she's, she's, she's just attached to you. I feel like we almost have more luck at vendors when we have her. We've forgotten her a few times and it's almost like she's ticked off about it. You yeah. know, we don't do as well. You're going to have to have her anything you do. We usually have her sitting in the middle of the truck, right between us. There <laughs> yeah. you go. That sounds like the right spot for it. Well, and she, any other time, she's got her own little seat um, next to my little memorial for our father that passed on, and she sits in my dining room. That's that's where she stays most of the time, unless we travel with her, you know? So, yeah, nothing negative. Do you think connection to your dad? If she spends that time at his memorial, you think maybe that is your dad wanting to hang out? I sure hope so, because anything that connects us back to him would be 
And you know, I'm just now thinking about that. Like, I'm just now thinking about that, that you said that, Jeremy, because it's our dad's wrong as well. Because my dad was like obsessive compulsive about cleanliness and his truck. And when the first time we asked to use his truck, he was like, hey, now that's a man's truck. And as he was getting sicker and sicker, um, he said, he told mom too, he says, them girls can use my truck anytime as long as they're using it for business. And I was like, okay. And we do. And it's his truck. And there's also like we keep some of our dad's stuff up on the little cubby hole. And and we kind of tap it every time before we go somewhere. Um you wanna hear about a freak experience about the trucks? Tell him about that. Oh my gosh, we've had so many close calls. And every time, I don't know what it is, but we don't die when we should, maybe. Like, there was one time on the highway, and it is dark as can be, and there's a wheelbarrow right in front of me. And I just instinctively went around it, no problem. Within and one like, second. That's my dad, you know? Yeah. Or coming home, and it's really bad outside, and... Sliding up the road. Oh, man, we almost went off the road. It was so close. And all I said, Dad, please... Get Let me straight again. Get me straight on the road again. And all of a sudden, I straightened up and we were all right. So, yeah. That's and interesting. When the wheelbarrow happened, we were on our way to Waverly. Oh, it was that night. On our way to Waverly. <laughs> yeah. See, that might have just. Kentucky in four lane highway going 70 and 80. And there were, everybody was going to work. And a work truck must have dropped it out. And I'm not joking. Like, like, I don't even know, like, you would have to see my hands of inches, inches away from hitting this thing. already kind of have that guardian angel thing going on, and then you bring the doll to a place with an energy like that, maybe that gave them the ability to connect to the doll and have more of a, a personification, mm -hmm. so to speak, of his manifestations rather than just the general energy of it. I never really thought about maybe dad is kind of manifesting with. Waverly. Yeah. Like it might have given them the, you know, that liminal thin space, the, the, yeah. the thin place where the spirits come through better. The veil, yeah. 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 I like, we like to theorize here a lot on Monster Lord Tour. Free thinking, we find, leads to a, a lot of at least potential answers. <laughs> I, we love that stuff. That's what we do all the time. Every game will be like, I got a really bad feeling. What do you think, mom? And we kind of, we do that. We theorize all the time. Like, what if it was this? What if it was that? We believe in aliens. We believe in Sasquatch. You know, like there is something else and we know it. So. Yeah, that's kind of my whole thing is I know this, there's something to all this stuff. And I want to know what it is. I want to know what's behind it. So that's like the whole journey we're on here at the Monster Laboratories, looking for some kind of truth in the, in the maelstrom, you know? But uh, Moss is actually wondering if there was anything else weird that happened during the Waverly Hills investigation besides the doll. <clears throat> Waverly Hills, I didn't feel bad necessarily while I was there. I feel like they took as good of care of those people as they could. Like they were trying to help them. They weren't experimenting on them for their own evil purposes. Evil purposes, like in the Holocaust, this was... They were trying, trying to, save, to people. save people. So I don't didn't get negativity unless that operating room was creepy. It was. So we only did we did the historical night tour. So they took us around and gave us like 
the awesome history and all that. But we just went kind of did our own little thing investigating, but we not, didn't get a whole lot there. We got way more at the Indiana State Sanatorium. Maybe shift over to that story now. You ready to move on from the Waverly? The one thing I would like to mention about the Waverly is there's a, a story about sisters. Mm-hmm. And I never knew this story about sisters. And here we are as sisters. Yeah, that was weird. Too. Having all this shiznit happen with happen with this baby and get this too, Jeremy and Maz. Our dad is originally from Kentucky. So. Oh, so he's kind of from the area of the place to begin with. And then when you go back there, there's the, almost a reconnection potentially. It's an interesting he, theory. When he was here every year, at least two or three times a year, we had our own places in Kentucky, and that's where we vacationed. Mm-hmm. So, and you hear this story about the sisters. It was a really sad story, kind of a happy story, but I was just like, oh my God, like we were here at that time because we also, the volunteers, we had an amazing volunteer. Her name was Nicole, too. And she took us, just us, that morning, and then we learned all about the sisters. And it was during the day. It was like, what, eight in the morning? Sun was shining. And we still, from that room, we were like, yeah, they got sick together. They got put in there together. Yeah. They died together. Like, pretty much. <laughs> but they were right. They were together the whole time. Like we are all the time. And yeah. they said they were inseparable. Tragic but romantic stories like There's that. A lot of those stories. So many. Like some of the significant others would bring the kids to see their parents outside of the hospital and that's the only contact you could have with your kids was waving and you never get to see them again because you weren't going to get better in that at that time yeah Yeah, and i think we can all sympathize with that on some level at this point yeah yeah and um the way up there like when like driving up that drive the winding drive the winding driveway yeah it's is it just like way it's like way up the side of a hill kind of thing yes and like as soon as they open those gates that because we spent a weekend there uh as soon as they open those gates and we just started going up there we're like when is this going to end and this is surreal like this is surreal this is what like we were like damn like we were entranced like this was people's last journey up this hill. And including the doctors and nurses, they were not allowed to leave. So this was many people's last journey. And it takes a while to get up there. And it's beautiful and a winding road. And it's it's just so freaking surreal, you know? Well, is, is it set up like a modern hotel? Or what, what's the, or is it just like abandoned and you camp out? Well, we stayed in a hotel not too far away from there. But, oh, so you didn't um, actually sleep there? No, no. No, it's a pretty much abandoned. You know, they've left it to nature, but... But yeah. there's, like, people trying to clean it up, and there's, uh, of course, Ernie and Denise Pack. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of controversy. We don't try to get into the drama, but, you know, there's been it's been passed on to different people and stuff, and... We're just happy that it's in the right hands, so to speak, right now. Um, but they're not like 
Well, they do some renovation, mm -hmm. you know, to make it where people can still see it and go through it and keep it historical. But you do, I guess, kind of want to see it run down because it, it's eerie and spooky. Yeah. And, so they're yeah. keeping it from crumbling, but they're not like updating it or anything. No, they were there. The first people I was like, when we first started like educating ourselves about Waverly, which was years and years ago before any of this stuff was popular, we were all like, we're going to go. And this was like probably 12 years ago that we were obsessed with some of these places. So, yeah, you just know there's something about certain places, you know? Into this stuff a lot longer than it's been a thing on the internet. You know, a lot longer than the internet's even been around. Yeah. We, we remember, well, I remember being like seven and the house we used to live in in Silver Lake, it was haunted. Like, mom didn't believe me, you yeah. know? So I'm like one yeah. of those kids that goes do, I kind of see him, I kind of hear him, I kind of feel him. She, the same thing. Um, And she's younger than me and she was itty bitty and she, tell him how you felt in that house every time. Weird. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. And I was so little, I don't remember a whole lot from even being in that house. But I do remember one day and spe specifically going upstairs. And I was teeny tiny and I was stealing her Barbies. Stealing my Barbies. And I knew I wasn't supposed to, so I did it by myself. And I just felt like somebody was over me, watching me, going to touch me. And I just ran. I No more Barbies. She thought I was going to be punching her for taking my Barbies. Barbie dream house, you know. I've been sensitive to this forever. Yeah. Makes sense you've yeah. chosen the path you are on. Right, yeah. we're, on. Also, we're also mm -hmm. speak, like trying to speak of doing everything together. We we started with our associate's degree and ended with our master's degree in clinical psychology and parapsychology. So like we literally do everything together. You're just sisters separated by some years, not actually. Yep. It, it sounds very twenty. This connection you guys have, you know, it's, I must expect that you came around at the same time, kind of thing. That that's great though. Family connections like that are are just priceless. It's it's such a wonderful thing to have someone in the world you can connect with like that. And we do look alike, so we have been mistaken by twins, and we just let people go with it, you know. You do look enough alike that you could be like the the non-identical twins. Like, yeah, you you look very much alike. Anywho, uh, let's move okay. on to the next creepy stuff. What's up? Uh, the question he had about how does the professional side like take the paranormal side? And I personally feel like I have been um, ostracized. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've yeah. lost a few job opportunities because of even our name. You know, it's hard to get into a, a therapy field. When a lot of them, especially around a small town, are very um, like they're Christian based, they they're religion based, and then they see like our name because they will Facebook you before they hire you for a job, and they see that, and it's done. It's the it's the stigma that's been given to the whole witch and Wiccan thing that oh, is very that. misleading that for what amazing. most people into that are doing. Uh, it's, it's it's really just a, a misunderstanding, but it is a very unfortunately widespread one in our society right now. And that's why we do have to travel. We go to Kentucky, Illinois, Ohio. We Michigan. went to Tennessee. 
Michigan. We go all over because they're bigger cities. They are very accepting. They're our own like cup of tea type of weirdos. You know, they're we feel at home, but we have to travel. <laughs> Slowly, people are coming around. You know, so. Oh, I definitely think so. It, it, the metaphysical has become very popular, and I, I think a lot of people are opening themselves up to the fact that there's yep. a you know we, in in our society in America we got to this point where we just think we already knew everything, and if it wasn't already written yep. down, then it wasn't a thing. And I think we're finally coming out of that where we're realizing how much we don't know yet, yep. which is a good place to be. We really got to start learning these new things and finding these new truths but anywho uh so let's move on to our next creepy story here you say the uh indiana state sanatorium is, is where a lot of the action happened for you guys they like her a lot <laughs> or don't like the favorite, her. Huh? <laughs> i don't know i feel like i am the one that draws most like the most energy and i guess it could be like kind of crazy energy because like i said how the earlier i said how the ghosts remembered um remembered me i guess specifically um it was me and my mom and sister the first time and we were in the um i forget what they they have used it for for so many things uh the recovery center it was the mental health but anywho, one of the main buildings, um, and it used to be actually the Lee and Bryant Hall. Um, so specifically, we were up on the fourth floor and in this room, and we were just asking questions like, was the food good here? Yeah. Were they mean to you? Yeah, they were. Um, so this guy, like he's continuously, and I'm sitting right here on the edge of the bed. Pulling all this energy. And um, 45 minutes, I bet, for 45 minutes, the other people that were with us were like, oh, okay. Like they, because they, you know, they were already kind of ghost hunting people that did have the techie stuff. And, and, Kalani. and we were, yeah, we were with Kalani. And it was like saying yes or no and, and naming names. And uh, so this guy's name was, Raymond. He told me his name was Raymond. Um, so she felt like she got touched that time. Um, we felt like there were two other entities that kind of came down to talk to us. Um, and us being therapists, like I'm going to sit there and I'm going to therapize them, you know? So but there was a few more coming our way, but then the rest of the group had moved to a different level. And I mean, this was our first time. So we kind of went with it, with the group but even my mom was like no these two other guys are coming down to talk to us and if we would have known it would have stayed longer um and so well, you could see after we left that room they had these cat balls set up yes and it was like boom 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 going off one after the other after all the way down the hallway when we were like bye we have to go because we're scared and by ourselves now <laughs> so our team left us so you could see them just boom, 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 boom. And then the next team was getting good responses. So it was with us. <laughs> yeah. And it was the one string. I don't know what it's called, Jeremy. You guys probably know. The one string 
that it's almost like um the, like, kind of like the cat balls like well it was like the glow lights as well where there was cat balls but there was um the they're like a glow light on a string and they were all just it was just crazy but they the were best like lighting up in sequence kind of thing yes down the hall yeah yes and i, I don't it's know like a, it's like a tripwire kind of concept with yeah. those things as the energy moves the lights light up and you kind of see it move through the room yeah yeah do you want me to yes. continue with um, the story about the first year or go to the second year where the guy rem remembered us broken anyway let me ask you but you said you'd like to therapize with the spirits or do you actually like try to help them move yes. along to the next realm kind of stuff or are you just like trying to like figure out if they're you know in pain and if you can help with that sort of thing like what 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 do you do with this therapy skill as far as communing with the spirits same thing you would with a living human try to get them to their best spot that they can be in whether that be crossing over or maybe they have unfinished business i'm not sure but getting to your best spot you know wherever yeah. that may be so you really just do approach it like a normal human patient yes yes and that's where a lot of people that are like i said it's huge now and there are some people that you know they they do their shows differently it's it's kind of unless the ghost is joking with you it's not really a laughing matter because these people are dead they're either stuck there they're stuck in purgatory they're needing to go somewhere they want to go somewhere or they have unfinished business or there's residual so we just are very respectful yeah. yeah, yeah, because some some of them don't even know what their situation is. They're just trapped in this moment. Yeah. They don't even really know they're dead. Even maybe, you know, it's exactly. just constant eternal trauma. It's wild. I'm, yeah. I'm glad somebody's out there trying to help. That's a very noble cause. Uh, so why don't you finish the first year story and then we'll go to the second okay. year. Well, you guys really want to go down there sometime. <laughs> We, Kalani ended up going home, so we're on our own, wandering around Indiana State Sanatorium, scared. In the tunnels, too, by In then. the tunnels, because we're lost, wow. and we can possibly... Yeah, the tunnels are scary. We were like, ah, we're like in the tunnels, what do you mean? But who says Kalani? He sets all of us up down there, and he says, well, now we're going to go solo, and we're like, wait a minute, what? We don't even have a flashlight because this is our very, very first time. That's that's bold. That's bold. We found another ghost hunting team that yeah. <laughs> was wandering yeah. around and we just kind of snuck in with them. There you go. And they had some equipment and we ended up in the cafeteria mm -hmm. and they were like, hey, let's do an EVP. So we, what did you ask it? I okay. So the guy, um, he says, He's, he's asking a questions. Can you say Wicked Wicked Sisters? Which is, you know, of course, because it was on our shirt. So I think that's what he's saying. Nothing. The other guy asks, can you say Wicked Wicked Sisters? Nothing. But mind you, it's the witching hour. It's 3 a.m., 3.30, possibly 3.45-ish, which you got to also keep in mind, it's the cafeteria. We're in the kitchen. So what time did most people start 
making the donuts or the biscuits, probably about 4 a.m. for 7 a.m. So I'm understanding this. And they just keep asking and no reply. So they had me ask, of course. And I said, can you please say Wicked Wicked Sisters? And this entity, I swear to God, he was right here on the right side of me. My mom almost crawled inside my body when it happened. <laughs> like, what? Ah! My mom was freaked out. And it said, no. Real, like, pissed off. Like, it's no. It doesn't want to say it. Right? So my mom says, honey, is there anything else you would like to ask it? And I said, no, mom. It's pissed off. So we're getting out of here. And so later on, I'm thinking about it. And it was probably just like, it's doing the same thing it's done for years, right? It's going to the kitchen. It's making the fresh biscuits in the morning. And it wanted us to get the hell out of there. Was it angry? Yeah. Was it pissed off? Yeah. Was it scary? Yeah. But I get it. That was his regular job every day. Get out of his kitchen. They said it was the clearest EVP they had ever gotten. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was just on the EVP that the, the yeah. no came up, but it was yeah. very distinct, very loud. Well, wow. Like, you know, we played it, but I felt the moment that he did say the no, like, like it was just right. That, like, I was like, my mom's like, I can't have an episode. And I'm like, no, something was right there, mom. I'm having an episode. And it was cold, and it was just, I knew. I knew you felt it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, almost, it's almost like every time someone asked it to say it, it got a little angrier and a little mm-hmm. angrier. And finally it hit its breaking point and was like, no, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. That, that's, that's pretty good. That, I and the fact you that, get it. <laughs> and that, see, right there, like we were talking about in our you know opening segment when we were talking about your method, that, that's the great thing where you have your, you know, more... Uh, holistic, as it were, more Wiccan style of, you don't have the tech, you have just that energy, you have that magnetism, but then you mix it with the tech, and you can get that EVP reading off of that, you know, kind of explosion of energy that you you got out of it in the end, in that case. Yeah, Yeah, and it, it validates what you thought, you know, and it validates what other people are hearing you say, so they know we're not just making it up. There's something going on. It, it, it's a great mix of the, the uh, physical and the technical blending of the worlds kind of thing. I like it. Uh, so that's, is that it for the first year? Anything else from the first trip to the sanatorium? Pretty much. But I mean, like stuff happened, you know, throughout, but the most like intensive. Yeah. Okay. But then you went back again. Yes, we went back again the very next year to, you know, that I went. So we were on our own. And like I said, it was me and Stacey, Stacey and I, and my boyfriend. And he is techie. He's techie. And my niece, because funny, her daughter Elizabeth, it was her birthday. And that's what she, so we're raising little witchlings too. Because it was her birthday, and that's what she wanted to do for her birthday, was to go with us. So, that was kind of amazing. (laughs) You're teaching them well. (laughs) Yeah. So, and she's got the dowsing rods. And I'm sitting on the same bed that I was sitting on the same year before. Drawing the same energy that I was drawing before. 
the boyfriend, he's in front of me and he's standing in front of the closet. He about grabs his pants because he said, something just grabbed me. And I was like, really? And I wasn't doubting him. And I was like, yeah, I know. Something kind of grabbed at Stacy last year. And so he kind of moved over by the window and he's using his, what, whatever, whatever it was that um, was saying names and yes or no, like the ovulus, oculus. But um, so, and I didn't really remember, that's how I know the guy's name 100% is Raymond because I was like do you remember me and it said yes and I'm like oh my god so my niece is asking the question yes or no with the dowsing rods because I'm sure monster war you guys know all about dowsing rods and we'll get, you yeah know, we'll, we'll get into that deep at some point okay but she yeah it's answering yes as well and I've got my eyes closed Sealed shut because that's how I get my energy. And and Stacey's next to me pulling energy. And so we just keep asking it questions. And everything is validating with the, the machine, the dowsing rods, myself. And I was like, I forget, is your name Richard? It starts with the R, I know. And he said he pretty much said I was right, but it's Raymond. And he had I asked him, had he remembered us from the year before? And he said, yes. And I said, you didn't want us to leave that night, did you? And he said, no. Memory. It's not just a loop of an old thing. It's actually retaining yeah. memory. Yes. Like, it's there. And like, as my sister said, that it was like, we left and it was kind of, there was more. I think there was, because he had a roommate. Raymond had a roommate. So the roommate was trying to communicate, and then somebody from the other side of the hall was, you know, from the prior year. And it was literally just following us because it did want to talk to us. So, like, he had literally remembered us from the year before. And like you said, now it validates that this guy's here. And it made me sad because I wanted to work with him even longer to see if may maybe he doesn't want to be stuck there, you know? A lot of these things are just, they almost seem like a loop of an old moment. They kind of just go through the same process all the time. Uh, yeah. Some of them just seem like, you know, just a malignant energy that throws stuff around. It doesn't really have a purpose to it. But the fact that this guy, a year after the first incident, actually has a memory of that, like it's still conscious and still creating memory, that, that's a whole different level than most ghost stories you hear. And you there so she was just she's sitting there pulling energy like are you like are you kidding me because like we're asking elizabeth she's like it's really it's the dowsing rods are doing because we have it go in for yes and out for no you know and the boyfriend's got the ovulus or whatever it is and it's answering yes no raymond like yeah because i had for i knew it started with the r and he was like trying to get me to guess it. And I was like, Richard. And it said, no, Raymond. And I was like, okay, Raymond. You didn't get his name right? That you didn't have him right? What do you think? I know. Because he still kept letting me guess until he yeah. was like, no. <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> but that first year, we didn't really get a name. So that's what's weird. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, were there any other recurrences 
from the first year? Or any new? Okay, well, the first year, the Oculus in the window did say... I didn't remember the name 100%. I take that back. I didn't remember the name 100% because there were other people with us. And the energy was kind of all over. That's how I knew it had started with the R. You know? I don't explain that. Like, because Kalani's little machine on the window. And then there was some people down the hallway. And... He was kind of upset that I didn't remember specifically, but there was a lot more going on the year prior as the year that we were there because it was just this past summer and we were we were there and present and some of the things that happened were the same, but it was just us. It, it was just four of us. No one else at the people time. People scattered know? around all over the place and making it a little bit more chaos. It was yes. more focused. Yes. Honestly, I went through the kitchen, but I didn't stop and ask any questions. Were, were you a little afraid of that one from the, I was. the, I, the, I the meanness? Well, yeah, because he was, you know, I feel like, and in my heart, I felt like it was this older gentleman that's been doing this for a while. Get out of my kitchen and let me work. And I get it. Be respectful. If you know they aren't going to like you doing something, you shouldn't do it just to aggravate them. It's like tapping on the cage at the zoo kind of thing. You know what I mean? Don't taunt the animals, man. That never happened like well. That's what a lot of people do, though, when they're ghost hunting. They try to, like, poke the bear, you know? Yeah. yeah. Something, do something, do something, but... Because Mom did ask, does your, the very first year, does your name start with an R? That's, that's where it was. And, yeah. Yeah, it did. And then you're just, like, rattling off all these R names. Yeah. Raymond. Damn it. It was Raymond. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh my God. Like I had goosebumps. She had been touched. My boyfriend had been touched. It wasn't like the evil touch either though, was it? It was like a really sad. Like even my mom was like, they wanted to talk to us, you know? She said they were even coming from the other side of the hall to talk to us. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. Were, were you able to do the therapy sort of thing with him at all? Maybe transfer some more positivity into it, or did he not really give you an opportunity for that? Um, I would like to say that that's why I would, I would always tell everybody to, even though ghost hunting is expensive, do a private investigation. And I'm telling you, the second year was during the day that we got all this during the day and not at the witching hour like the year before and we weren't it wasn't an actual private event you know so here comes some other people up up the stairs so no we did not get a chance to talk to him any longer than i was able to i was kind of mad kind of sad but we also are mostly love and night so you know, you gotta do what you gotta do when there's other people with that are like sensitives as well. You know, other ghost hunters. So I, I told him that I was sorry I couldn't stay any longer, and that I promised him I would be back. I was just gonna ask if you had any plans to return and talk to Raymond. Yeah, uh, are, are you... we're gonna do a private possibly. So. There you go. Maybe find the time to actually. Yes. interact with them 
on, on yeah. a personal basis like that. That's interesting. Well, yeah, when you do that, you go online because doing conventions, it is so hard to do a convention. We drive for five hours, set up for three hours. We're dying because it's all heavy and we take a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of antiques. And then we can't stay up all night to do a ghost hunt and then get up the next morning to bend again. <laughs> Not that we go. I've done it, but it is hard. I am in a rock shop, and I work the vending events, and it's literally doing that with rocks, moving all yeah. the rocks in, setting them up, having to break out them with rocks. So we get like we have rocks too. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. Candles. Uh, um, candles. Uh, ceramic. Inside orders, you know, you so, but that's why we're going online and we're doing brick and more so that we can, we'll have the money, we'll have the revenue, we'll have the, the, everything that we hopefully need to just be able to do more one-on-one kind of stuff as Wicked Wicked Sisters with w, WWS Paranormal, I guess you would say. So stay tuned, I guess. Have you had a situation like Raymond before where you've returned? multiple times to, to talk to the same spirit like that? No. Do you have any no. long-term concerns if you keep going back that maybe it will allow him to connect to you in too strong a way? Maybe he'll follow you home? Do you have any concerns on that? I guess he can just join the rest of our weird spirits that follow us around. I guess that's yeah. true. If he's not malignant, if he's a nice spirit and he's not going to cause you problems, I guess that's not really a problem if you're open to, you know, having having somebody follow you around like that. I mean, I am like, yes, I'm afraid of that. But I feel like when it's someone that like mentally, you know, because we treat them like people. So mentally they're wanting something. They're wanting release or they're wanting want it taken somewhere so maybe they stay with us until they get to where they want to be you know so maybe it's like the the quantum leap theory you know because we love theory and stuff like that too maybe it's like the quantum leap theory like we help them and, and they're going to jump off when they're ready i don't I don't know. it's just weird i've never heard it put that way but that is very apt that makes yeah. a lot of sense makes a lot of sense uh, Maz is wondering what is next for you too, investigation-wise. Do you have any other locations you haven't been to yet lined up, or you got anything on the radar? Or just going back to the sanitarium to talk to Raymond? <laughs> well, <laughs> Raymond's on our list. Waverly called us. Waverly Hooks called us, so we're definitely wanting to do an investigation there. So they they're actually calling you to come back. That's cool. It, it, it gives you an edge, maybe, your style of that old-school mental, physical, shocker kind of energy approach instead of all these techie devices. Maybe the spirits appreciate that more, and they want to talk to you more because you do have oh. that unique personal style like that. Yeah. Um, we are going to try right now until we get going um, to stay at more local places. Um, I've been in touch with the Monroe House in, um, in Indiana here. We're also kind of working on things behind the scenes with some of our ghost hunting buddies, our friend Nick Carboni from Old World Paranormal. We have worked a lot together since since we even started. You know, he kind of started out the Bell Mansion doing the hauntings. 
there was their own issue thing, but um, we love both Nick and Angie. We love the Bell Mansion. It always calls us back. And uh, Nick with Old World Paranormal and Liz with Old World they, and Sean, they they like respect our witchy part of it with the electronics. So they're going to probably try to set up some things where we can kind of be a guest with them. So I guess we're going to say stay tuned on that one. That's good. That's a great way to get it done. Because like you said, it, it does cost money and takes time and all that to do these ghost hunts properly. So. If everyone can kind of take turns making it happen at different places and everybody yeah. kind of gets together on them all, that just makes it more likely that we all end up understanding this stuff better in the end. So I, I appreciate that as well. You know, uh, so, and then they all the electronics and stuff, you know? So it's like, I don't know, I always say people helping people, spirits helping spirits. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Even the, you know, everyone working together regardless of what realm they're even on existence wise yeah. like really bring it all together why not you know it's all yeah. one thing in the end anyway not understanding each other too because we found that it's kind of catty and childish with some of the stuff that goes on with the paranormal people with the social media and we definitely try to stay out of that that's why our group is private so if they respect us and we respect them, it just works so much better, you know, instead of going with someone that's like, oh, no, they're talking to me right now. Oh, okay. Well, you can use your Estes method and I'll close my eyes and use my Estes method, you know? <laughs> respect. It goes a long way. We respect people. They hopefully respect us, you know? Do you offer services for the living who might be struggling? And what would that look like? Do you do you actually do therapy for humans in their bodies still? And so far, I mainly work with kids. So I've stayed within the school system a lot. And she worked with addictions. Mm-hmm. So she would um, work counseling people with an addiction program. I would work with adults struggling with addictions and substance abuse. Like, and do you do more paranormal services as well? Like, we have talked about, yes. And okay, so I do this weird thing. It's called lucid dreaming. I'm trying to help her get more in tap with that. And I literally have dreams of ghosts and people that need help. Is that Maz asking the question? Maz, yes. Uh, we do work with real people and the paranormal. Um, we have this. Your ex is so well done, like a residential. So we're just like, I don't know. I like to say that we're kind of the jack of all trades. And then there are people that do struggle with uh, paranormal. They know that they're sensitive, like us, you know? And so we help counsel that person that it's okay and possibly the right way for them to go without it. Because it's got to be 100% respectful. Like 100%. I don't care if you're playing with a Ouija board or anything. It's about respect. So we teach real humans how to deal with their paranormal entity. Whether it's residential or they are ghost hunters. Yeah, we kind of go a lot of different ways about it. Um, We get a lot of private messages with some some real weird stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, that's very multifaceted approach. I like that. Like any way you can think of to use your skill towards that yeah. end. Yeah, that's great. What What is if if people want to get in touch with you guys for these services or, or about you know these things that you do? What What is your preferred method? Do you have a way? Do you have an email, or is it just through the Facebook page? Or? You do have an email, and it's wickedwickedsisters at gmail.com. And people are welcome to email us directly. And on our business cards, um, the phone number that's on there is my actual phone number. Um, so we have had people call. We have had people text. So like TikTok and Instagram, it's like at wicked underscore sisters under, you know, wicked wicked sisters. Yeah. As long as they know yeah. your name, they can find you. Yeah. And it's wicked wicked sisters at Gmail. So that's easy to remember as well. Yeah, and um, we've had private messages on Instagram and TikTok. It just keeps every day. Like, it's a little better. Like, it's a little stronger of a community every day. Like, every day we're getting notified that someone else started following us. And someone might send us a video. And, like, we're just really experimenting every day, I guess. It's a great feeling building your own little community like that. We're doing that with the podcast here too. And we're really new. We, we just released episode 10. So we're, we're a young creature right now. And already yeah, we're kind of like building, like meeting you guys right now, you know, yeah. this ties up uh, the network into a whole nother node of, you know, connections out there for other things. And it, it yeah, really is fun. It. And every day you see more people download, more people listening, more people connecting on, on social media and everything like that. And it, it really does make you feel like you're accomplishing something. Yeah. Like we met you guys through, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, like Facebook. One of, I know, but one of our other ghosts uh, slash monster. Oh, right, right. Through, yeah. through one of the paranormal groups yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even a direct link of us connecting no. us to one of the groups that's right yep and then we ended up just calling each other you know jeremy like it's yeah. amazing how it yeah. happened with the community yeah it really is it's it's when you let it be easy it, it's easy you know you just gotta let it be easy and uh, you gotta so, let it be no matter what it is because somebody's yeah. always gonna have something negative so we just let it be Okay, th that's great. Uh, we are getting a little long here. But there is one more thing I wanted to get to before we wrap this up. Uh, one more service you guys talked about providing was turning people's past loved ones into memorabilia, I guess, in a way. You want to explain mm -hmm. that to us before we go? Uh, we can work with ashes, teeth, bone, blood hair breast milk breast milk we will not work with semen like some <laughs> lady is doing out there called jizzy jewelry that's cool if that's your thing but that's not our we're, thing we're not doing it we're not doing it <laughs> what do you what do you turn it into just um of? anything you can do jewelry of any kind earrings necklaces rings keychains keychains we i put it on i have put a man into a grenade like a it was a mold of a hand grenade because he was in the military yeah we've done ouija boards with ashes in it we've done so much jewelry yeah we put a dog into one of my friends um ouija boards like so she had her dog cremated she, like her, her thing was her dog and she wanted 
a green Ouija board with daisies and Daisy in it. And <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so. So you guys actually produce Ouija boards. Do you do you have ex- weird experiences with Ouija boards at all? Or is, is it just something you like to create, but do, you don't really use them? Or? And we played with one a long time ago and had a weird experience when we were younger, but we... I don't play with them. She doesn't play with them. I, I tell people it's for decoration. Yeah. But there is protection powder in all of our pieces if they yes. do want to play around with them. <laughs> but we also advise about, of course, you know, the sage spray, the saging, the opening the, and closing properly. properly. It's it's all doing it properly. Like, okay. So we had an old-fashioned Ouija board. And I'm not going to say any names, but a large... Um, uh, a ghost hunting crew, paranormal investigator team. They're real big, and so they buy this Ouija board from us, and it was actually a love story, and they ended up turning it into something negative. And I just hope, on their behalf, that they remember what they're they're doing, because I don't know, like. The board itself doesn't yes, even necessarily have any power. It's the intent with which you use it, opening yes. yourself up to those things. So yeah, and you have to do it properly. You have to open it. You have to close it. You have to be respectful of the divination. I call it divination devices, as well as you do the spirits and humans. It's like the dosing pods are just a simpler version of the Ouija board. You know, it just gives them a way to communicate with you, and yes. you open yourself to it and let the energy flow. Yeah. Yeah. There's constant debate, especially online and social media, about Ouija boards being a thing or not. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it's not about the physical board, it's about the intent with which you use it. Yes. All right. Yeah. Great, great uh, stories. Really appreciate you guys coming on. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about or touch on or comment on before we wrap this up? Well, we've got our own little saying, and we say, there's no wrong way to witch, so don't be a witch about it. Don't be a witch about it. Very nice. And do me a favor. When you do go back and have uh, another conversation with Raymond, will you please uh-huh. let us know so we can bring you back on the podcast and find out what happened? Yes, I would love real, to, yeah. I would love to follow that story with Raymond and see how that all turns out. Yeah, because before we uh, – I'll just real quick tell you before we left – any ISS the very, very last time. Like while I'm leaving, like I go to the restroom real quick at the at the houses where people stay and camp and stuff. And I see I see the guy. His his name's Chris. I see the guy. And he's like, I was just talking about you and what happened last year, you know? And like so we're getting there. We're all getting there. Um we all it's just awesome to know that people are telling that story because we they used their device and we were able to use our own self as a device and go that go that far and get that validation, you know? So Great, well, thank you very much. Really appreciate the Wicked Wicked sisters coming on giving us this interview today. Yeah, thank you guys and, for letting us Yeah, absolutely. And uh we will hopefully see you next in the near future after you get some more investigations on your belt. You got any more good stories, definitely let us know, especially the Raymond stuff. Yes. Yep.
All right, thank you much. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Miles. I'm sure he's waving right now. <laughs> he says bye. All right, talk to you soon. All right, so there you have it, everybody. There's our interview with the Wicked Wicked Sisters. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. I'm not sure about Moz because he wasn't really there. Well, I'm I was sorry. there. I'm sorry. I was I'm, just trapped. I'm rubbing in, it in. I'm sorry. And chat box, you know, GPT chat box kind of thing. Yeah. I was just stuck there. You yeah. know, sub, sub, subreddit group listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, what do you have to say about that interview there, Moz? Well, I spent the whole time under the covers because I've, you know, screaming social anxiety when there's tech stuff around and witches like it just gets too too much for me it's it's um, the whole tech yak thing yeah it's a little freaky but then i thought these folks can help me with my anxiety my raging male borderline personality disorder and all the nighttime marahag issues i've been having and i was trying to get at that that they actually can help people on different levels and that that when i typed in my question it didn't quite come across i'd still like to hear they can help folks, and I think that's going to become something that's going to be more future-oriented that you can help people as a psychologist, and you can actually help people with some of their paranormal needs. Right, I think right. there's going to be, I don't know, you can't build for it, of course. It's going to be a conundrum for a long time to come. But at the same time, it seems like, you know, you even had folks that you thought might come on that we're doing like a paranormal crisis unity kind of thing. Uh, someone we're going to hit up in just the next day or two uh, has a website that says they help people with their paranormal issues. So that that's definitely someone I w I'm interested in interviewing. Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, hit us up on Facebook, send us a message, Monster Lore Tour podcast Facebook page. We'll totally get back to you. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, they could also do stuff on both sides, they can help people who have passed and people who are present. Again, difficult to build for, uh, but you can prearrange this through your wills and trusts, of course, and you yeah, know, on yeah. both sides, you can work it. Oh, I actually meant on page seven. You know, post your passing. Right. <laughs> we talked <laughs> about legal. Lots of legal wrangling would have to be done here, but yeah, I mean, how we talked about you know the the doll possibly being connected to the spirit of their father in a way, and. uh you know, their whole style of, you know, just energy luring thing, the spirits in with their energies and stuff and then letting the other people do the techie part trying to record it. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely old school, but I think a missing element in a lot of ghost hunts. When you go just techie, mm -hmm. I, I really do think you're missing an element to it. Yeah. Because it goes beyond just trying to get a picture and trying to get a, a audio recording. It's... Someone has to be there to feel the energy or what is it worth, you know what I mean? But again, they're, they're psychologists and they're also sensitives. So they have this, and I, I'm coming across that more and more where again, 10, 15 years ago, you didn't see that in the field. People were not admitting anything about crystals when they talk about their therapy session or they weren't talking about uh, channeling, you know, people. And it's, and now you, you get more and more of that overlap. I, I've met people in the field who are somehow separating you know their professional life from this but it comes in where they'll maybe they're telling people you know you can see me not professionally here but i can help with this if you come see me separate you know kind of cash on site kind of thing and yeah. sliding fee scale or whatnot but 
this again, this wasn't happening 10, 15 years ago. It's happening more and more now. I know other people who are doing this from that both sides of the psychological spectrum. It, it just goes along with kind of the opening of minds across the board with this stuff, I think, because it's the you know, same thing with all the disclosure with the UAP stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It used to be if you were in politics or the military mm-hmm. and you started talking about believing that stuff, yeah. you were immediately discredited as a wacko. Right. And now it's, if you're not pushing to get that information released, you're standing in the way. Like it's a total swing. And it's the same thing you're talking about in the medical professions, especially the, the uh, you know, psychology, psychiatry at wing of medicine. Mm-hmm. If you started saying, well, maybe there is some outside element affecting these people giving them these issues mm-hmm. you, and you start talking about spirits and demons and things like that immediately you just be discredited as a wacko yeah but now it's got to the point where there's enough data on it there's enough correlation there from the patients and from just you know the real world mm-hmm. reporting on it that you have to look into it, right? Even if it ends up being bunk, you don't, you can't just, uh, uh, you know, assume. Dismiss it, yeah. You can't just Out dismiss it as nothing like, oh, I don't, th- that doesn't align with my beliefs, so it can't be true. That's not how science works, dude. If you have new evidence, you have to address it. Yeah, I think the needle's really moving across the board and spelling out Satan. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was Santa. It was, it was Santa. Santa. It was Christmas Yeah, we recently. did that one. We did that one. But no, we'll do that one next year. But I do think that setting up some kind of a referral network with anyone that's wanting to do it, whether it's the, the, the Wicked Witch, Wiccans, and we knew we were going to be able to start the, the Wicked, Wicked, Wicked Witch. Sisters, <laughs> or your friends that are coming on next, or if anybody wants to start a referral network, if they have expertise in different areas that they can help with folks that are struggling. Uh, one of the things that did break into the field is you know the whole uh, spiritual crisis is becoming more of a thing than it was again 20 years ago. And that's oh, kind yeah. of a adjacent to what we're talking about. People are realizing this isn't something that we need to get them on medication. This is something they're kind of going through a crisis because they're kind of having some kind of awakening or they're moving to a next chakra level, whatever. That's coming in more and more into the field of psychology. And I think it's just the beginning that there's going to be, that needle's going to continue to move. It's going to continue to spell Santa, and I think there's going to be more to come. So starting that referral network and doing those things, if people in trouble, to be able to say, well, if this is the problem, you got to talk to these folks. They'll come into your house and they'll do this. You're having trouble with this. These are the folks who can help you with that. You know, what are your areas of expertise, and how do we make these referrals to folks that can, you know, like I wouldn't have any hesitation referring to a psychologist slash parapsychologist, yeah. you know, like they're obviously skilled folks and they on both sides of the aisle. And, and there are branches. This is actually going to come up in one of my not too distant future episodes that, uh, there are branches of psychology that came out of paranormalism. Yeah. They were literally inspired by, scientists delving into the paranormal and coming up with real theories, new theories of psychology and whatnot. Yeah. Depth psychology with dream interpretation and and all the synchronicities and archetypes, the Jungian stuff. I'm not going to give away any more than that. Oh, you have other things. I I have an episode coming up quite soon on my list that is going to really get into that. Yeah. Yeah. The poltergeist phenomenon. 
Yeah, poltergeist, yep. Gotcha. That, that, we all know that's moving over an Indian burial ground. But poltergeist and possession kind of aspects to it. No, I saw the movie, and it was they moved over a Native American burial ground. That's 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 solved. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the movie with Steven Spielberg and that little girl. Oh, Poltergeist. Yeah. yeah. They're here. Yeah, they are. And that's why you sage. That's why we sage. You know. Well, all right, everybody. We're going to wrap this one up. And hopefully you enjoyed the Wicked Wiccan sisters. Hopefully we do get them back on sometime oh, yeah. in the future after they have some more adventures that they want to come back and talk about. We'd yeah, like anytime. to hear some more from them. And I will be off chat box and on the microphone. And yes, that and is next my time, promise. I'm not going to promise. Next but. time, I'll make sure Maz is in the room with me. Yeah. So we'll oh, make yeah. it happen. Uh, Same room, but still under the covers. Yeah, you know, and, be safe that way. We'll put all the links that they have to share in the show notes for you, so you can check them out more if you want. They do have some interesting things there. Did you know I have multiple personalities, and each one of them has a personality disorder? Yeah. Yes, I, they, I, I, I really need that. to talk to these ladies on so many levels. Okay, it's it it is the bane of my existence, Moz. <laughs> but anywho, let's get out of here. Thanks for coming, everybody. This is Monster Lore Tour podcast. Make sure to hit the like, subscribe, share all those happy little fun buttons on whatever platform you're listening on, and leave us a rating and review if you have a minute. That helps a lot with the algorithms, and we always love getting some feedback from listeners. Moz has his hand up. Say goodnight, Daphne. Goodnight, Daphne. Homie, don't play that. You kids get off my lawn. See?